welcome to the Unstuck Your Life podcast. I'm your host and life coach, Pamela Hughes. Every week, we're going to start to wiggle loose in area of your life that has got you stuck. Today, we're talking about weight loss and why weight loss? Well, the weather is warming up and I don't care where you live in the country. When the weather starts to warm up, what do you do? You wear less clothing so that you're more comfortable. You throw on a pair of shorts, you throw on a tank top, you throw on a bathing suit and you look in the mirror and sometimes you're like, eh, there are a lot of thoughts, a lot of thoughts that can come up. It happens to me too. So I wanted to take an opportunity today to talk about that, to talk about that missing piece of weight loss. And that is what happens in your brain. I think it's the most important aspect of weight loss, yet one that is often overlooked. But admittedly so, I am not the expert on this area of weight loss. So I'm bringing in an expert for you. Christine Rucker is a really good friend of mine. She's based here in Arizona with me. So we've gotten to know each other quite well, and she's absolutely amazing. She is a certified weight and life coach. And Christine, welcome to the program. Thanks so much, Pamela. I am just so excited to be here. Thanks for asking me. And I'm super excited to have you because in the time that I've gotten to know you, I've also gotten to know your story. And I know that you coach women on wellness and on weight loss and about managing their mind around all of that. And you do a great job at it because of your own story, because of your own journey. And the more I've gotten to know you, the more I've gotten to know your journey. So so would you take a moment and, and share a bit of your journey with us? I find it so funny that you call it a journey. I called it a merry-go-round, to be honest. It was like, you know, I was an uh, overweight child, I would say. You know, um, I just always felt like I was bigger than everyone else. And then um, my parents got were going through a divorce probably when I was in junior high. And not really knowing how to deal with feelings Food was my comfort, right? And then I, over time, just created this habit that anytime I felt uncomfortable or quite honestly, it, it came to be any feeling, I would turn to food. Food was my friend, or so I thought, right? Until the extra weight started showing and, you know, you, you can't hide that. You know, your coping mechanism is on display for the world. And that's when I finally decided, you know, I don't know how I'm going to figure this out, but I'm going to figure this out and, you know, diet after diet and I could lose weight, but then I'd gain it right back again. And then some, and so that's why I call it a merry-go-round because I was trying everything and anything, taking all of these actions and I could do it for a while, but then it would all come rushing back. So, yeah. So for me, it definitely was a, a, a merry-go-round. So what was the moment where you were like, okay, yeah, I am going to figure this out? Yeah, well, I feel like after I'd exhausted every diet that I could find on the internet or in a magazine, whatever, I was like, okay, something is missing. Something is missing. Why is it that once I reach my goal weight, then everything just falls apart? And for me, it was like, I lost weight from a place of fear and shame, right? Like I was like... I was doing it out of sheer willpower and um, deprivation and all of that. And you can only do that for so long. So I think that when I would reach my goal weight, then it was like, oh, yay, I'm fixed. 
like, let's go back to the old stuff, right? But the old stuff brings back the old result. And so therefore I got into that whole cycle. So I had to learn how to lose weight um, from a place of wanting to do it for myself, right? Wanting to be happy where I was at, no matter where I was at, whether it was, you know, maybe 20 pounds overweight or five pounds overweight or, you know, 50, 60 pounds overweight, right? I had to just love myself enough to be like, okay, this is where I'm at. Now what? Well, the loving yourself versus like the fear and the shame. I mean, we're all talking about emotions there. And when you like emotionally eat, it's usually because you're coping with something, but because we're not really taught how to manage our emotions. How much do emotions come into play with what it is you do with your clients? Well, emotional eaters, it really is, they just have food is their way of coping. And they've done it for so long that it becomes a habit. And you don't even sometimes realize that realizing that you're even doing it. You know, a lot of times I'll ask my clients, you know, what were you feeling? And they really, they don't even know. They just, they just know that they got home from work and, you know, that's what they do is walk into the pantry, you know, but they, they haven't stopped to understand they were doing that because they were exhausted at work, feeling unappreciated, um, feel, you know, not managing their time and feeling pressure from that, you know, but we, food is just always there to turn to. So we haven't even looked at why are we turning to it? So it's really just, just I, learning to identify what are you feeling? And to be honest, Christine, like that's part of the work that I don't hear being done too often health and wellness. It's been a part of my life for, for a good while. And, and while I haven't lost the, you know, 30, 40, 50 pounds, I have battled the five to 10 pound range, right? And for anyone, whether it is trying to lose five pounds or lose 50 pounds, what do you do? You go to the internet, right? You go to the internet, you start searching it up, you go get a couple books, you, you talk to your best friend, what are you doing? How did you lose the weight? And they're like, oh, it was keto, oh, it was Whole30, oh, it was paleo. And you're like, all right, well then I'll try that. And we do all of these things. But what I've grown to realize is it's not just diet and exercise. There is a missing piece here. And that's what you talk about, the missing piece of your mind. Talk to us a little bit about how thought work and what's going on between your two ears has such a huge impact on weight loss. Pamela, I think it's everything. I think it's everything. I mean, weight loss, if you just distill it down to the basic, it's calories in versus calories out. So any diet that you find on the, the internet will work, right? As long as you're burning more calories than you consume. The problem is how do we keep weight off, keep it off forever so that we're not on this merry-go-round, you know, back and forth, round and round spinning. So the missing link and the way to get off of that merry-go-round is to understand why are we eating? Why are we turning to food when we're not hungry? Why are we snacking all the time? What is that? And, and it's um, an emotion. We eat to change how we're feeling, but until you can identify the emotion, you can't begin 
to change that. So if someone listening right now can totally identify with what it is that you're saying, that yes, Christine, it is a habit. I come home and I immediately go to the pantry. What can they do to start identifying the why? Like what's the emotion behind all of that? Well, I think you need to start with the question, am I hungry? Right? Just giving yourself a second just pause. Like you're walking to the pantry, you got your hand on the door there and you're like, okay, am I hungry? Because it, it pauses everything. It gives your brain a second to regroup and do a little body scan, like check in and like, you know, I don't know. I don't really think I am hungry. So then why am I in the pantry? Right. And then, and then you can just start asking more questions. Like, what am I feeling right now? If it's not hunger, then what is it? And you might not know, you might have to sit there and it might take a little bit, but I think if you just keep asking questions, like what happened today? Am I feeling stressed? Am I feeling tired? Am I feeling bored? Am I feeling lonely? Just start asking yourself different kinds of questions and something will come up for you. If you ask your brain to search for an answer, it will give you something. I love that. I love that. That is like so simple. Am I hungry? Am I hungry? And wait for the answer because you're like, oh yeah, of course I'm hungry. I'm in the pantry. No, 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 no. Am I hungry? And then wait for an answer. Super simple. And yet so effective. Yeah, exactly. And so, and a lot of my clients are like, well, I don't even know if I was hungry. I I mean, I don't even know because we have been, you know, trained to eat at certain times of the day. And so we just think it's noon. We're hungry. It's lunchtime. We should eat with, we never check with our bodies first. We kind of eat by the clock or we'll eat because it's a social event or whatever, um, we get into these habits. So just asking yourself, bringing it back to very basic, like, am I hungry? It just helps you get more in tune. And also it gives your brain a pause, just a chance to check, just a chance to be like, what is happening right now? You know, it's interesting that you talk about needing to be attuned to your body. So just asking that simple question of, am I hungry? And then waiting for the answer because there is this disconnection that happens so often. But like the whole idea of weight loss is you need to be connected to your body. Be curious as to like what's going on in your brain. And I'm wondering like, Is that an entirely new way of thinking of weight loss for your clients? Yeah. Well, then that, then that comes back to the emotional part, right? Because if your body is not hungry, then it's your brain that's hungry, right? And your brain is hungry, most likely for relief, right? And so if food, if you're choosing for food to not be that answer to the relief, then we have to find another way right? And that's usually just allowing what you're feeling, right? Just to validate, you know, I had a stressful day at work today. I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. I think I'm going to take five minutes, 10 minutes, and I'm going to sit on the the couch here and just close my eyes for a second before the kids get here, before I have to make dinner. I think I'm just going to allow myself to decompress. Like, like that doesn't come to people's brains, (laughs) right? Chips are always the answer. (laughs) Yeah. Chips are a glass of wine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So if we can get 
more curious with ourselves and really understand what we're feeling and why, then we can address that. You know, if it's boredom, okay, do we want to pick up the phone and call a girlfriend? Do we want to tidy up or something that you've been wanting to do for a while, right? Um, You know, and if it is tiredness, then maybe we can just like sit for a second. You know, it's so interesting because when most people talk about weight loss, they talk about, you know, what foods you can eat, what foods you can't eat, how often you're going to go to the gym, the number of reps that you're doing, all of which is important, right? That's all important. And I'm not negating any of that. But it sounds to me like what you're saying, Christine, is the key to losing weight and keeping it off is to get curious as to what's happening in your brain. Totally. Yeah. Weight is just a symptom. Weight is just a symptom of our coping mechanisms for emotional eaters, for sure. Okay, wait. Okay, wait. Right there. That is so interesting that weight is just a symptom and it's up to you to figure out of what. Exactly. Bingo. You got it, Pamela. That's just like a whole new way of thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm wondering if that like perspective shift for your clients, because like you, you may have seen like the light bulb that just kind of appeared over my head as I had that perspective shift. When they start to realize that it's something else, that it's a coping mechanism, that it's about feelings, that it's something other than what they thought it might have been, does that actually create some relief for them? Or is there like overwhelm involved with that? Well, at first it's kind of empowering to know that they've been looking at the problem in a way that hasn't been solving it. So now there's an opportunity to maybe actually solve this. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I have them start doing is just write, start journaling, right? Just start keeping track of how you're feeling, what you're thinking. Um, And then as they're doing that, they're like, oh my God, then that can become a little overwhelming, right? Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm having all of these thoughts. But then it's like, you know what, just pick one because all roads lead to Rome. How you think about one thing is how you think about everything most often. So if you can just start journaling and just start seeing some patterns into your thinking, whether it's like, I can't believe this is happening to me. I can't believe they said these things to me, you know, whether you kind of fall into the, you know, kind of all or nothing thinking, well, then we can start solving for that. We can start looking for other possibilities of thinking about things. So you talk about overwhelm and I wonder how much does overwhelm play a role in how much people eat? Oh yes. So much. Well, you, you even said like, there's so many diets on the internet, right? Like everywhere you look, people have opinions about what you should be eating and doing. And there's all these different types. So the overwhelm is real. And especially with summer, the panic of, I want to lose it fast. Right. So I want to do all the things. And so it's so easy to get overwhelmed, you know, because when we feel overwhelmed, we get frustrated and feel defeated. And then we stop. So one of the easiest ways to address overwhelm, I think, is just to ask yourself like better questions, questions like, can I just, right? Like simplify, not like I have to do this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and this, like, can I just walk for 10 minutes? Can I just leave two bites on my plate at dinner? Can I just drink 
eight ounces of water right now and make it much more doable. I think, you know, when you get in a hurry and you start to panic, the overwhelm sets in, and then you start to feel like it's never going to happen. That's when we have to really rein it in and make it very doable, right? Just, can I just do whatever it is that you're wanting to do? It's simple. It's, it's so crazy simple, Christine. It is that simple question of, can I just, can I just walk for 10 minutes? Can I just drink water? Can I just leave two bites on my plate? Folks, these are things that you can do today, like actions you can take today to have a real impact. And they're simple. They're not hard. Yeah. It's a question that I still use today in in all aspects of my life, right? It's like, can I just go to bed five minutes earlier? Can I just send out that email right now? Can I just, you know, reply to this text right now? You know, just little things. And those little things add up to be big things. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And then by the end of the day, you look back and you're like, wow, I did a lot. I did a lot of things. I I think all too often we have this mindset that it's like all or nothing. In in the weight loss realm, it it is like the I'll start Monday, right? Or I'll start tomorrow because you never start right now, right? It's always on Monday or tomorrow or at the holiday, whatever it may be. But the can I just, that simple question, it's something that you can start right now. You don't have to wait till tomorrow. You don't have to wait until Monday. You can start right now with that simple question. And it can have a huge impact with those small steps. Yes. And in this moment, right? So you kind of, you know, when you're starting to feel overwhelmed, right? You're, you're thinking about the end result. You're thinking about the big picture. You're thinking about the 30 pounds in a few months, right? So you have to just start like, okay, so can I just do something right now, right this second? Like, what can I do right now? You know, it's all about just taking the next step. What's the next step? That's what I talk to my clients about a lot. We can get overwhelmed with the end result that we want to achieve, the goal that we've set, which is good. Like, it's good to have goals. It's good to know where you're going so that you can stay on track. But it's who you become along the way of achieving that goal that is so more fulfilling So it's about celebrating the achievements along the way. Take the next step and celebrate it. Take the next step and celebrate it. It's those small victories that you also want to be celebrating because that's what creates momentum. That's what fuels taking that next step. And it's so important. Again, um, creating that momentum. I was listening to one of your earlier podcasts um, and you were talking about how some clients believe they're waiting for motivation right? Like we create that motivation and we do that by taking action. Like you were saying, like, can I just leave two bites on my plate and then celebrate the heck out of that? Yes. Like, look at me. Yes. Leaving food on my plate, two bites. Look at me, left it. Girl, I'm with you on the celebration. Like you, you don't have to convince me of that. Celebrating the small steps, I believe is critical and super important to your success. But I would venture to say, especially in the weight loss world, there is this mindset or this mentality of like, I want it now. In fact, I want to lose the weight yesterday. And if it doesn't come off fast or fast enough, then I don't want to do it at all. How do you combat that with what it is we're talking about right now, about patience and the next step and can I just and shifting your perspective and your mindset? 
Well, first thing I had to point out is it's not the losing the weight that's going to make you feel better. It's how you're choosing to think about yourself because you can feel better right now. You can feel better right now just by talking a little nicer to yourself, right? Just by supporting yourself, by having your own back, by giving yourself grace. Like, listen, like I have been eating this way for years, for years. So it's, I can't just change it tomorrow and think that I can, can keep it off for the rest of my life. Right. So, um, the weight is not going to make you feel better about yourself. I mean, you're going to, you know, obviously you'll feel proud of yourself. You're probably going to love your life, but I want you to love yourself along the way. That is how I want women to lose weight. I, I don't want them to be on this merry-go-round. I don't want them you know, constantly on a weight loss journey, I want them to lose it forever. I want them it to just be who they are. Like, I'm curious, Christine, are, are there any other words or ways that you offer to your clients to get a little bit more relief when they're on the merry-go-round, so to speak? Well, another, I think another magical word is the word and, um, because you know, a lot of my clients, they'll be like, this is so hard. It's so, or, you know, weight loss is so hard. Um, all of these things. And I'm like, okay, but if you just stop there, you're stuck, right? What if you say, you know, what if it's weight loss is hard and I'm willing to try different things. Um, and other things are, you know, I just want it. Okay. Well that creates desire. If you stop just there, what if it's like, I just want, or I want it. And I also want to fit in my jeans, right? Like, like play out the whole thought, you know, just stopping it and short creates a lot of negative emotion. If you give yourself the opportunity with the word and then you can see your goal as well, right? It's like, okay, there's this, or there's the goal. So it gives you a chance, right? It gives you a fighting chance to maybe choose for your goal. Well, it's the possibility. When the conversation just stops with, I want this, then there's there's no possibility, right? There's nowhere to go. The conversation with yourself just stops. When you add the word and, it's like you open yourself up to that possibility. Yes. And it's it's just, it gives you a choice, right? It's like, I want it and I want to fit in my jeans comfortably. Okay. Which one do you want? more. And like, really, you know, do you want the instant gratification or do you want the gratification that's going to fulfill you for the rest of your life to know that you can trust yourself to make decisions for yourself? And the way you build that trust is by doing. Absolutely. And failing at doing. Absolutely. (laughs) And like, that's the other part, right? Like there are times it's going to be hard when you start changing and, and you start doing new things your brain is going to freak out. It's going to start to freak out. And guess what, folks? That's totally normal. Exactly. I know. I hear you say that all the time. It's like, it's hard and I'm going to keep going. It's hard and I'm going to figure it out. It's hard and I'm going to find ways to make it easier. So you just stopping at it's hard, stuck, no movement. There's just no options. Add the word and And it's like a whole nother sea of options for you. Here's another word for you. Mm. Yet. (gasps) I haven't lost the weight yet. I love that. 
I don't know how to do this yet. I love it. I love that. It can change so much. You know, like I haven't found my purpose yet. I haven't figured it out yet. I mean, it adds hope. Just that little word adds hope because words really are important. I mean, that's what we're talking about here, Christine. Just that simple, am I hungry question. Three, three words, am I hungry? Can I just? Adding the word and, tacking yet onto the end of a sentence. It opens up possibility and hope. And all too often, I, I think that like, we give our power away unknowingly to like the restaurants yeah. or the barbecue. To food. The food, just in general. And, and to get curious about the why, right? It's not about the judgment like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that donut or I shouldn't have eaten that cupcake. You know, after you eat the donut or the cupcake, you're like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that. And you start beating yourself up. That's the judgment I'm talking about. Instead of judging, ask yourself why. Why did I eat it? Was I bored? Do I have a habit? What was happening right before I ate it? Getting curious. I mean, curiosity feels so much better than judgment. Yes. Judgment keeps you right where you are, which is stuck. Absolutely. Absolutely. Curiosity and compassion are the key to any changes, I think, that you want to make in your life. So I'm curious, like, let, let's stick with that a second. Like, I'm curious when you have a client that comes to you and says, like, I've done all the things, right? I've tried all the diets. I've done all the exercises. I've done all the things and it just hasn't worked. Like, what do you tell them? There's something we haven't figured out yet. <laughs> Yeah, it just tells me that we have been looking in the, you've been looking in the wrong direction. So let's start looking in a different direction. And, you know, you've been, you've been turning your head to the right. I want you to start turning your head to the left a little bit. Mm -hmm. What's happening over here mm -hmm. that we're not quite seeing? And that's going to take some curiosity. That's going to take some compassion and some willingness, some willingness to try some new things. But just, you know, being, and I think that's a key word as well. Just, are you willing, right? Are you willing to try, right? And, and like you said, sometimes you fail, but are you willing to keep trying? But I think that that's an important question to ask yourself. Are you willing? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes the answer is going to be no. Yeah. And you know what? That's okay. It's totally fine. But when you get curious about, um, you know, are you willing? Are you willing to leave two bites on your plate? Are you willing to walk for 10 minutes? And if you're not willing, that's okay. That is totally okay. But then you can let go of the mind drama over what you think you should be doing when you realize you just don't want to do it. Okay, then don't. But then don't keep telling yourself you want to do it when you don't. That's where the suffering comes in. Yeah. And I, I, I see that a lot too. And I'll, I'll say, it seems like you're just more interested than you are committed, right? Than you're really wanting it, right? There's a difference between being interested and being willing to try different things. Mm -hmm. In fact, I did a uh, podcast recently. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes. Are you interested or are you invested? Yes. There you go. Because when you're invested, you do what needs to be done no matter what. 
yeah, interested, then it's just a, it'd be nice to have. Exactly. But don't confuse the two. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong either way. Just be honest with yourself because if you're not honest with yourself, it's creating a lot of pain for you that just truly doesn't need to be there. And that's the honesty, right? Like the willing to be honest with yourself is critical. And so is trusting yourself. Like you have to trust yourself. And what you may be noticing here, folks, is, is the common factor is you. It, it, it's you. And, and not from a place of judgment, right? This isn't a, you need to do better. You're doing it wrong. Not that, but from a place of empowerment that you have the ability, you have the capacity, you have the control. It's just sometimes you need help with that. Right. And like, that's the other thing, you know, whether you've been on the, the merry-go-round, the journey, whatever it is you want to call it, you've tried all the diets, you've done all the things and you're, you're still kind of stuck with this. Like Christine said, you just haven't found the issue yet. And, and sometimes you need help with that. You've tried it on your own and sometimes you need help with that. An advisor, a coach, a mentor, whatever it may be. We all have blind spots. Christine and I are both coaches, right? And we have our own coaches because we're human and we have blind spots. And there's no shame in getting help. There is no shame in having somebody help you on something that you truly want. Exactly. You know, and a lot of it is just, it's just habits. We've just trained ourselves to think certain ways and we believe the thoughts that we're thinking, right? And it takes a coach to be, to be like, Hey, are you sure you don't want to question that? Are you sure that thought is really serving you? Right. Um, so I think that is the power of having a coach work with you to kind of challenge some thoughts that you just automatically think are true that, I don't know that they want to keep thinking that because it just, it's not getting them the results that they want. So if people really like what they've heard from you here today, Christine, your methodology, how you work, and they can relate to your story and they want to learn more about you, where can they go to find that information? You can go to my website, christinerucker.com. Um, I'm on Instagram, Christine Rucker, Facebook, Christine Rucker. Oh my gosh. I would love to hear from you. Reach out to Christine. She is amazing. And, you know, when you hear her story here of being on the merry-go-round, of, of being on that roller coaster of weight loss, of trying all of the things and, and navigating it once and for all, and then you go to her website and you see this beauty. I mean, like, she's gorgeous. You can see that, like, she has done the work here. I have. But the thing is, is I had to, I did the work that mattered. I did the work on my mind. I did the work on finding, like, believing that this life that I'm living was possible for me. And once I just stepped into that possibility, I have blown my own mind. I went from being 200 pounds to being a figure competitor and winning awards for my body. And I did that because I loved my body. I loved what my body could do for me. I loved what it enabled me to be able to do for my family. And from that place, I wanted to take such great care of myself. And that is just completely different than hating yourself and beating yourself up and shaming yourself into trying to do things that you think you should be doing. It's just a completely different way to lose weight and it's sustainable and it feels good. It's fun. The idea of losing weight from a place of love. 
Yeah. For yourself. And, you know, I, I recognize that loving yourself through this journey, right, might sound a little woo to some people out there. But, folks, it's true. It, it is true. That self-love, that self-trust, that self-respect that we've been talking about here, that's critical in this journey. And you can't go on Amazon and buy it. You can't go on Google and figure it out. You can get a ton of information from those sites. Like, you can get the how-to, the actions to take. But the actions aren't necessarily the problem. Like, you know what to do. Why aren't you doing it? That's the problem. And that's where if you get curious, you can learn so much about and then get off the merry-go-round. I don't think. Yeah, you can't, you can't change what you don't know you're doing. So awareness is the key. It is. And if you, if you need some help with that awareness... Christine Tergrill. Check out, again, christineruckercom so, so thanks to Christine for coming on today with such great information. The way you talk to yourself, the self-trust, that awareness, the self-respect, and that self-love is critical in this stage of losing weight. It's what's, what's going on between the two ears that is the missing piece. The questions of, can I just? Am I hungry? Adding the word and tacking the word yet onto the very end. Again, folks, these are things that you can do today to have a huge impact on tomorrow. All right. So that's what I have for you this week, folks. I will, uh, I'll see you next. Have a great one. Listen, if you're still feeling a little stuck and need a little help right now, wiggling loose, I got you. I put together a guide, a free guide to help you feel better right now. These are simple strategies that you can start today to feel better faster. Just go to fourwaystofeelbetter.com. That's the number four, waystofeelbetter.com. I tell you, these are going to help you slow down, take a breath, gain some perspective and control of what's happening in your life right now. And it's free because we could all use a little help and I'm here to help. Grab it by going to fourwaystofeelbetter.com. Again, that's the number four, waystofeelbetter.com. And start wiggling loose.